This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. 10-5, touchdown Chargers. To college. Harbaugh had no idea. I just don't know if I buy it, man. To the pros. I'm a little bit worried. The Ravens. They knocked us out cold. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the Payoff. We welcome you in on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Hope everyone's gotten a chance to go outside today because it is just gorgeous. We welcome you into the payoff fueled by forward energy. We've got a lot of, to talk about today and almost no time to waste. So let's just jump right into it. This Connor Stallions thing is getting out of control. And Brad Tunney has sat here and deems me a white knight of the Wolverines. But I've been very upfront. I've said it right on this show. If it gets proven that Connor Stallions and the Michigan Wolverines were scouting opponents in person, well, then they should be punished. And each and every day, we get a little bit more evidence that that's all but true. Or it is, is what I'm saying. The Connor Stallions thing, we're at a point now where this just feels like, yeah, this is happening. And if the NCAA is really about to get this video that is being reported that they are receiving this week of Connor Stallions at opponents 50 yard lines recording their signs the entire game with this technology they speak of. Well then yeah, Michigan's going to get in trouble and you can go through all the different reasons. Hell, I've even said a couple of them. Then CW's out to get Jim Harbaugh, whatever. Everybody's doing it. Well, Michigan's the only team to get caught doing it. Jim Harbaugh didn't know about this. It was just Connor Stallions doing it all on his own. That was semi-believable for a little bit. But even if it's not true, regardless of if Jim Harbaugh knew about it or not, it just doesn't matter. Says in the NCAA bylines, head coach is responsible for everything that happens beneath him, whether he knows about it or not. So you're at the point now where Looks like there might be consequences for what's going on. Rightfully so. But here's my question. Does it even matter? Are you willing to accept an asterisk, whatever sort of punishment the NCAA tries to hammer down on the Michigan Wolverines? Say they go on to win a Big Ten championship. Hell, kicks and giggles. Let's say they win the national championship. And then the NCAA says, you know what? Two investigations into the Michigan Wolverines found guilty of one or two, doesn't even matter. We're going to take this away from you. Does that even matter to you? If there's a little asterisk by this, should Michigan feel bad? Should Michigan not celebrate this title? Does it mean they're the worst people in the world? No. If you're a Michigan fan, Michigan goes on to win the Big Ten Championship, you shouldn't feel like a scumbag. Maybe I'm the one who's a scumbag who's telling you all this. But at the end of the day, it's not like Michigan's not one of the best teams in the country, regardless of whatever competitive advantage they had. 
I can just about assure you Michigan would, in fact, be undefeated whether they knew or didn't know about the signs that the other team was holding up. The talent discrepancy is off the charts. I promise you, if you gave the signs to the team down the road 30 minutes, they could have whatever competitive advantage they want. They're not going to beat the Michigan Wolverines. There's just too big of a talent discrepancy. And I love CMU. But let's just be honest. They could have a book in order of every play Michigan was going to run, and it just wouldn't matter. Michigan's still one of the best teams in the country, regardless of whether or not they're stealing signs. And if they go on to win the Big Ten, with sign stealing or without, Michigan should be proud of that. And here's where the NCAA comes in. NCAA is not going to like that. I'm not going to like all the things that are going on. And you guys said it. All the Michigan fans said it. NCAA is out to get Jim Harbaugh. Now, if that's true, you got to expect there's a huge punishment coming. Kind of like, you know, the Fab Five. Now, you look at what happened with the Fab Five. A few years later, after all those great teams, NCAA finds out about some, you know, loans being taken out by these players. These boosters giving some players some dough. Now, Michigan self-punished, just like they tried to do with Jim Harbaugh with the whole illegal recruiting during the COVID dead period. The whole cheeseburger thing. Michigan self-punished, and the NCAA accepted that punishment in 2002 when it came to the Fab Five. They withdrew from the tournament in 03. They removed players' names from the record books. And their 1998 Big Ten Championship was revoked. But here's the catch. If you go back and you look at who won the 1998 championship, it's not blank. You know what it says? It says the Michigan Wolverines. Now here's the even more funny thing. If you go to NCAA.com slash history slash basketball dash men dash D1, and you go look at who made some of those championships in 1992 and 1993. Guess what school comes up as runner-ups? The Michigan Wolverines. No asterisks, no mention. That's on NCAA.com. They come up as the 1992 and 1993 runner-ups. No asterisks. Technically, those were stripped. But when you look back... Do you think about the Fab Five and think, ah, I wish we had those, those runs. I wish we had that Big Ten title back. No. Because everyone accepts how good the Fab Five was. I'll give you another example. 2005, Reggie Bush. Stripped of the Heisman. Because his family accepted some money. Maybe some rent-free housing. I don't know how a kid says no to that. And for what? Reggie Bush got that Heisman strip for now would be legal in 2021. Has he gotten that Heisman back? No. Have the rules changed? Yes. But he still hasn't gotten that Heisman back. However, John, if I ask you who won the 2005 Heisman, do you say no one or do you say Reggie Bush? I'll say Reggie Bush. You say Reggie Bush and you can put whatever asterisks you want on it. At the end of the day, everybody knows and acknowledges the fact that Reggie Bush 
was the 2005 Heisman. And he's never going to get that back, even though there's this whole argument he should get that award back. But that's an issue for a different day. However, you look at this Michigan thing, and even everybody on the NBC pre-show on Saturday night is defending this, saying it's time for college football to allow quarterbacks to wear an earpiece in their helmet. It's time for college to accept what the NFL does so that sign-stealing isn't allowed. It can't happen. You look at what baseball did. They put in the pitch comp. It's exactly how they avoided what the Astros did. Astros changed it. They don't have an asterisk, but they sure changed baseball for the better with the whole pitch comp. Now, if Michigan goes on to change the rules down the line and the NCAA says, you know what? Maybe we learned something here. We're going to allow quarterbacks to wear an earpiece to communicate with their coaches. Therefore, you can't steal signs. That'd be great. But at the end of the day, you broke the rules and you should be punished because the rules are in place for a reason. Whether or not the rule is stupid or not, it doesn't matter. You broke the rules and you might get slapped on the wrist for it. But is anyone going to actually care? Michigan wins the Big Ten title and they put a little asterisk next to it. In 20 years, are we going to look back and say, man, I wish that Big Ten title counted? Nope. If Michigan wins the national championship. You think Jim Harbaugh, you think all the fans of the university down in Ann Arbor are going to think, ah, yeah, but I don't know if we deserved it. No. They're going to celebrate the Big Ten Championship. They're going to celebrate the National Championship. Now, it should be noted that the coach of the Fab Five was, in fact, fired, Steve Fisher. But I've been very clear. If the NCAA tries to suspend Jim Harbaugh, which they might, he's just going to get up out of his chair and go take an NFL job. I've been very clear about that, John. So my question for the people, I'll throw the text line out there. 989-837-6125. Are you willing to accept an asterisk title, an asterisk win, an asterisk national championship? Or are you going to sit here and say, you know what? We didn't deserve it. Because I think the answer is pretty obvious. I don't think the NCAA can take away anything that this program has done. Sure, it might have given them a competitive advantage. But I still think they're one of the two, three best teams in college football right now. So again, I'll throw the Frick Sports Bar text line out there. 989-837-6125. And tell me what you think. Are you willing to accept an asterisk victory? You're listening to The Payoff, presented by the Forward Corporation. We've got a lot to get to today. We're going to keep this Connor Stallions conversation going. We're going to bring the Lions back into this. Maybe if you're lucky, we'll bring old Urban Meyer into the Michigan State conversation. Keep listening. We'll be back in 90 seconds. I'm just going to flat tell you. If the Michigan Wolverines get punished by the NCAA, I don't care. You can put whatever asterisks on a Big Ten championship over the last couple of years. Or this year if they go on to win one. Hell, Michigan could go on to win the national championship. And the NCAA, in a matter of days, could say, you know what? No. We took this investigation. We found out you guys were, in fact, illegally scouting your opponents in person. We have video evidence of it. We're taking away this national championship from you. Uh, No, you're not. 
You're putting an asterisk on it, and we're going to move on with our days, and maybe we're not allowed to hang a banner. Maybe J.J. McCarthy, I don't even know if J.J. McCarthy would get punched. This is a completely different conversation because we have no idea what the NCAA is going to do. I don't know what the punishment's going to look like, but I can tell you what, if Michigan wins a national championship in the midst of two different investigations, yeah, the NCAA is going to want that one back. And I just simply don't care. You can't have it back. You can throw an asterisk on it, but the history books will tell you in 2023-24, Michigan won blank. So, John, I ask you too, do you even care? I do. And and the prior examples that you gave, you gave the examples of the Fab Five and that being vacated, but not really. People still recognize it. Same thing could be said with um, the Reggie Bush stuff. The difference between, uh, there's a lot of differences, but the main difference between those examples and then the example of what we're living in the current day with Connor Stallions, the competitive balance, the competitive edge of the game is what's being tethered here. It's it's what's being broken apart because for... So, so that's why they beat Michigan State is what, well, you're, is what you're saying. The whole thing, and we, we could circle back to this, your main point, it's sort of related, the point that you say, oh, this team would have been a top five team in college football without this. This team would have been top of the Big Ten without this. Could be true, but then why do it at all? If you're the best team in college football, if you're the best team in the Big Ten, why do you need to do this? Why would you risk, you're going to break a rule, you do break a rule if this comes out to be true, if the Connor Stallions thing, which, again, we, we read the report, read the ESPN report, we told, told you about it on air yesterday, the fact with all the tickets, and he was supposed to go to the Penn State-Ohio State game this past weekend. If all that's true, why'd you do it? You, you don't just do John, something to go do it. Actions. Oh, you know what, Connor? I want you to go see Columbus, Ohio. I want you to go see Happy Valley. They did it to get a competitive edge. That's why they did it. So they don't have the luxury, in my opinion. And you may be right, Ben, and there may be people in the college football world and even coaches along the Big Ten, yeah, even if they didn't cheat, Ah, Michigan's still better than us, or ah, they probably would have been better in that spot. But you don't have, when you break the rules, the luxury to say, oh, we would have been better even if we didn't do this. No, you did do this. You did break the rule. You did uh, violate NCAA rule. The problem, and I think why Michigan fans are are still, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say being illogical about this, but definitely I think throwing some facts to the side is the governing body that it's coming down from. No one likes to believe the NCAA. No we, one likes, oh, an NCAA investigation. We can all agree. Michigan State fans, Michigan fans, Ohio State fans, it doesn't matter. No one likes the NCAA. Yes. That's not that's what anyone is arguing. But what I'm arguing for is if the NCAA tries to punish Michigan, I just don't care. There can be an asterisk on a 2023-24 Big Ten championship. There can be an asterisk on... Last year's, there can be an asterisk on two years ago. At the end of the day, in 20 years, guess who won those championships? But big, the, uh, Those Big Ten titles. It's Michigan. The root of why you don't care, you believe, is because everyone does it, right? Or no? I like, what's that's the not root, what I said. I, what's the root of you not caring? John, do you care about Reggie Bush accepting money? But that's different. He broke, that, yeah, that's that's yeah. adults. Re- Reggie you know, Bush broke the rules. It's, at it's the not end, the same thing, He though. broke the rules at the end of the day, got that Heisman strip from him, but who won the Heisman in 2005? It wasn't nobody. <laughs> it wasn't nobody, it wasn't John. Blank. 
I get that, but there's a difference. Wasn't a COVID year. Boosters, in the case of the Fab Five, boosters giving money to young students, young collegiate athletes. Same thing with Reggie Bush. These are adults operating at a cheating level. This wasn't, oh, sending guys, because Connor Stallions is an adult, was a Marine, yada, yada, yada. This isn't some kid. This isn't some intern. Like Colin Coward today on our airwaves on Sports Radio 100.9 The Mid. Oh, some intern. Connor Stallions isn't some intern. He's a this full isn't, staff. This isn't a guy who was, you know, 18 years old. 52,000 a year. still in full college. Staff. They invested money into doing this. Right. So if it's his decision <laughs> like or the coaching staffing's decision, whoever's decision it is, you're right. It's an adult. So why should these kids be punished and have their Big Ten titles stripping away from them? It's the adults being punished, too. I mean, you could look at look at it through that prism of, oh, oh you're only just hurting hurting the children. Uh, or, you know, if, if that's how you want to phrase it, oh, you're only hurting the student athletes, the, right, the students who attend Michigan. But what, I mean, what th- what they do wrong? Th- th- the answer is nothing. It's it's Harbaugh, and because l- listen, kids are kids. Even if they know about it, they probably didn't know to the to the fullest extent, or were told by the coaches and the adults in the room. They don't know what's legal, adults. what's not illegal. Exactly. The they NCAA told, bylines is they, like a thousand page book. Again, told by the adults it. that hey, it's okay. You know, we're doing this, but. There is no scapegoat, and that's and that's the uh, I, I think the crux of it for me because to your point, what should what the NCAA if this comes out to be true, the hammer that they should lay upon the Michigan program will only hurt the program and probably a majority of people who weren't involved with it at all. When it should hurt Jim Harbaugh, but and you keep reiterating this point, he will. Leave. If this happens to Harbaugh, he's going to the NFL, and that's what makes it I, I honestly frustrating for me where it's like. How do you, how do you punish? I, I mean, we even saw it in, in baseball, like, uh, you know, the, and it didn't, you know, matter uh, towards the final, obviously, but an Astros reliever threw at Adolis Garcia is suspended for the first two games of 2024, wasn't suspended last night, was able to pitch last night. That's not immediate uh, punishment. That, that's that's a, a crock of bull. I mean, it is. It, it, it's literally... Oh, we'll punish you down the line. And the only thing you can do if you're the NCAA, again, if this comes out to be 100% true and the investigation comes out to be true, which is the, the way only it's going. thing you can do is tarnish Harbaugh's legacy, and that's vacating the wins. But it's up to you, the Michigan fan, the Michigan <coughs> listener, it's up to you, Ben, specifically, do I care or not? And the problem that the NCAA has, because if you threw away the quote-unquote governing organization that is in charge of college athletics, and it was something that people maybe didn't even feel positively about, but people were just sort of, eh, okay, you know, melancholy about. People would be on the side of that organization because it's a team that went a step above every other team. This isn't, oh, everyone's doing it. Everyone may be looking at signs from the sideline in a game situation, but not every team in the Big Ten, not every team in college football is sending someone on the road with a video camera in a specific right. spot in the stadium to video, to take pictures, to whatever. So and, this zero, is, and there's zero proof of any of that. Like I, you can, yes, you can I point your you. finger and say everyone's doing it. Where's the proof? Well, there's video evidence of Connor Stallions doing it. Yes. There's not video evidence of anyone else right now. That's my point. You got and, caught. You got to accept the punishment. The question is, does it even matter? Whatever the NCAA it should, does, it should. I, I mean, how do you get it to though? We're, we're getting, how can you really hurt Michigan? And that's that's the solution I'm trying to find because I mean, in the world, in in, in the landscape really of, of the world, just in general, 
there are no ramifications anymore for anything. I mean, this is what it boils down to. And you can look in, in politics in both sides. There's just people who do stuff. Oh, it's written about in the news. Maybe they lose their job. It's in the, it's in the news cycle for two weeks, and then it's forgotten about. There is no punishment anymore. There really isn't. And, 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 and again, there's more serious things we could be talking about in the world, but this is sports talk, and we're going we're gonna to talk on Michigan. Uh, we're going to talk serious, on Jim Harbaugh. Man. But this is as serious as it gets in the college football landscape because, again, it's not giving you know, young athletes money, which is, is something in itself too, but obviously NIL and the narrative has changed on that in the last you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever you want to say. This is the competitive balance of the game. And, and also, too, so, I mean, so and this is John, another thing I want John. to circle in on because I know where you're going next, but the integrity of the game is why you sit down and watch it. You're rooting for these young athletes going up against each other, same recruiting class, same hometowns, whatever, and who's better? If you're going to put money down on this game with Michigan, I, I wouldn't put a spread down on any Michigan game going forward. I mean, the integrity of the game is what is at stake here, and if you don't care, you're not a college football fan, in my opinion. Well, John, I got good news for you, all because right. they're not going to be able to do this sign-stealing thing the remainder of the year. I think all eyes are honest. All eyes are on the Michigan Wolverine sidelines now. I so you're not going to so be able too. to pull this off. And let's just face it, you would have beat every other school thus far in the but season. You'd be 7-0. and That's my problem, though, because that, that is a fine thing to say. And, okay, you're looking at the odds or whatever. But they use their competitive advantage in those games. Sure, fine. They did. They, like, you can't say, oh, they yes, would have blown out Michigan State 49-0. Sure. Take the wins away. I don't care. Well, <laughs> you're going to find out against Penn State, Ohio State, yeah. whoever you play in the Big Ten Championship, and if you win all three of those games in the playoffs, you have to win all those games without sign stealing. So we're going to find out once and for all at some point or another whether or not Michigan is legit without their sign stealing. Now, there's no question. I don't think there should be a question. They would be 7-0 regardless of if they knew the other team's plays or not. They are better than every other team in the Big Ten. Then why cheap? Without the question of uh, with maybe not Ohio State, Penn State. Those are debatable. Every other school in the Big Ten, it's not debatable. Michigan has a better team. And you ask why cheat? Why cheat? I don't know. It well, started, <laughs> you start, well, it started working last year. This has been a three-year thing. Uh-huh. When did you start beating Ohio State? Well, but then that's fine. Three but years then ago. that means two years ago. We needed it to win. We needed it to win games. Right. We needed it to be John, good. I don't disagree with you. I'm not defending their actions. What I'm saying is what the NCAA's punishment's gonna be is just gonna be a slap on the wrist. You can throw whatever asterisks you want on the record books. At the end of the day, Michigan won those championships with or without illegal scouting of opponents. At the end of the day, that's that's just a blatant fact. Michigan but was the Big Ten champion. Yes. I, I mean, again, yes. you're, you're fine to say. We're going to find out this year, John. When well, they that, play Penn State and Ohio State, we're going to find out whether or not Michigan it, was also legit. Those early wins and then, and then, but, are going to be vacant. But sure, but then what, what are we going to say this year? If they go on to beat Penn State, let's say they go 15 and 0, don't yeah. lose to anybody the rest of the way. And obviously, they're not sign stealing from this point forward. Then what? Then are they frauds? Then is it the competitive advantage is the reason that they won the national championship, that they won the Big Ten championship? Are you mm-hmm. going to take away the ones from before? Because they just proved they can do it without the sign stealing. They're not doing that the rest of the year. They can't. The, the one a thing, microscope. And I, I think I know I'm going to, I think I know your answer on this, which is, eh, I don't really care. 
But unlike in the case of the Fab Five, where I think people collectively now recognize that greatness and that era of college basketball, which was really fun with them and Duke and UNLV and everything, same thing with Reggie Bush, no one across college football may recognize that championship, though. And I know your answer is going to be, I don't care, but do you want to be regarded as a UCF? Your championship didn't matter. It was a Mickey Mouse title. Okay, come, because UC, of, don't but, compare UCF and Michigan. Well, I'm just saying UCF that's, crowned themselves the, the same, national championship. It's going to be in the same. No, breath it's not. If UCF if there's make cheating the involved, it is. UFC, that'd be like if Central Michigan just crowned themselves the national champions just because. Not the that's same not thing. What but UCF how, did. how UCF was how UCF was regarded by the rest of college football is how Michigan's going to be regarded if this comes out to be true. I think part of it. I think part of it. I, I think some people, if they do beat Penn State and they do beat Ohio State um, coming up, and obviously there wouldn't be that that sign-stealing, quote-unquote, because, yeah, they had to shut it down and they they suspended with pay our boy Connor Stallions. But Our boy. Our boy. <laughs> our boy. But, like, I, I mean, I guess it boils down to this, too. I don't even know how you feel good about the program. Like, I never said I did. Like, you know why I feel if good you, about if them? You, because if you want they a dirty championship, games. then go ahead. And and this is this is just my point. I think people's defense of say Michigan, and we're we're talking in the hypothetical if they were to win it all, people will be okay with it because oh, other schools have done this, or there's been cheating in other sports, and blah blah blah. I think the fact has to be recognized that this is to a different extent. I, I this did. is to a different extent, and this is in the middle of. All right, a suspension, and, and I, th- I think it sort of plays into this too, that the, the previous suspension for Harbaugh for the first three games sort of turned into a joke towards the end. You always mentioned the cheeseburgers and stuff like that, and that's what it came down to. There's going to be no, um, unless the NCAA overreaches by a certain extent, but there's not going to be that the cheeseburger aspect of this investigation. It's either going to be they cheated and, and didn't follow the rules and led to a competitive advantage, or they didn't. I, I think it's going to be that black and white. So, again, if you care, if you don't, text in 989-837-6125. And especially in a town like this, too, and in, in a state like this where you covet those championships, it doesn't happen every year. I just, I just, it doesn't feel good. Here's the thing, John, and we, and we can take a little break after this. Frick Sports Bar text line, 989-837-6125. You know why I know that it just doesn't matter? Because... Why? Every single Michigan State fan out there would rather have a 12-win program that's cheating than watch whatever the hell is going on on their football field on a weekly basis. 989-837-6125. You're listening to The Payoff, Forward Corporation. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to The Payoff. I I think it's quite apparent. Would you rather be a Michigan fan dealing with a... Two different scandals right now. Or would you rather be a Michigan State fan that has to torment themselves every single Saturday watching hot garbage play football? The answer is you'd rather root for Michigan. There's no question about it. Throw morales out the window. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you win football games, you're happy. You don't win football games, you're not happy. Which is exactly why Michigan State should hire Urban Meyer. And if they don't, they will be unhappy for a very long time, John. Oh, you know what? I mean, listen, if, if there's anyone in the area that thinks they have a background like Connor Stallions, go send your resume to East Lansing. Oh, yeah, probably uh, should have mentioned. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Connor Stallions. Jim Harbaugh's protege. Protege. <laughs> uh, I heard yeah. he was going to get a coordinator job next year, actually. Oh, pff, I yeah. heard he was 
coaching the Chargers. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. I was uh, talking about Stanley. It's not Harbaugh. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the NCAA is going to try to hammer Jim Harbaugh with a suspension. There's no doubt about that. If all if what we hear is true, that they're about to get video evidence of Connor Stallions walking into multiple different stadiums, sitting at the 50-yard line, and recording games, yeah, eh, you're going to get in trouble. And you can say whatever you want. You can you can do the white knight thing that Brad says I do. That, yeah, you and NCAA's out to get Jim Harbaugh, and everybody's doing it. And Jim Harbaugh didn't even, doesn't even talk to Connor Stallions. He's way below him. Well, it doesn't really matter because NCAA bylines state very clearly you're responsible for what happens beneath you at all levels, whether you know about it or you don't know about it. So whether it was Jim Harbaugh's never met Connor Stallions, whether it was, hey, Connor Stallions is doing this thing that's helping us, Jim, less, uh, less you know about it, the better, wink, wink, or whether Jim Harbaugh knew about it completely. It just doesn't matter. Jim Harbaugh's going to get in trouble for this, as he probably should. Like, let, let's just face it. If you're a Michigan fan, let's just look ourselves in the mirror and say, yeah, Jim Harbaugh probably screwed up on this one. COVID, illegal recruiting, eh, whatever. Who cares? It was COVID. If Jim Harbaugh would have been honest about it and just said, yeah, that happened, it'd be over by now. And there probably wouldn't be that big of a punishment, if one at all. But he's going to keep lying about this. He's going to take it to the grave. He has no incentive to tell the NCAA that he knew anything about Connor Stallions. There's nothing to gain from it and everything to lose. Yeah, well, he, at the end of the se- or at the end of the season, I was about to say the end of the three game suspension. He said, in terms of the rules, we've done an incredible job. We've gone to the nth degree to follow every rule. So obviously, sure. the stallion stuff's fake. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, I mean, right. I, to the nth degree, you know. But at the end wow. of the day, they can slap whatever ruler they want on Michigan's wrist. They can try to get rid of Jim Harbaugh. They might do it successfully. Everything that happened happened. Can't change history. Michigan held the Big Ten trophy above their heads. <laughs> They did it twice, actually, and they might do it a third time, and they might host a different trophy over the heads this year. Who knows? We'll see. You can't change history is what I'm saying. So if Michigan goes on to raise that championship above their head, the national one, not the Big Ten one, guess what? It happened. It's in the history books. Put whatever asterisks you want on it. Doesn't matter. Can't change history. Just like you can't change the fact Michigan State is just god awful, and they're going to get lost in the shuffle. No, no, no. I'm I'm not kidding. Like, I, no, we're, I we're know. Switching, it's just, we're it's switching gears here. I'm not trying to make a joke, but <laughs> you saw what happened on Saturday. Yeah, no, it, it I was mean, embarrassing. It was the worst loss in Spartan Stadium. This is the hundredth year of Spartan Stadium. It's the first shutout since Michigan since 2000. First home shutout since 1985. Biggest loss since of Michigan since. 1947 your grandma probably wasn't even alive then and you have one of your best players left hitting the portal this week October 26th the final day all these guys can hit the portal because of Mel Tucker their coach getting fired expect more you're getting worse every single week when you lose these guys and guess what the only way to stop the bleeding is overnight is Urban Meyer USC UCLA, Washington, Oregon. You think you're just waltzing over any of those teams? No, those teams are showing up and from day one are head and shoulders above you because you are at sub-zero level right now if you're Michigan State. You're not at the ground level. You are beneath that. You are nothing. And I'm not trying to be a jerk about this. Let's just be honest. Michigan State might not win another Big Ten game this year. Michigan State might go into next year 
as what? The 16th team, 16th best team in the Big Ten of 18 teams? You're going to get lost in the shuffle. You simply are. And if you hire Urban Meyer, all of a sudden you're relevant again. Now, are you going to win the Big Ten championship immediately and be one of the best teams in the nation? No. Let's be realistic here. Like I said, you're starting from sub-zero. But guess what happens if you do hire Urban Meyer? You start getting recruits immediately. It was a top five recruit all but one year at Ohio State. You're still top ten that year. You get the best guys. All of a sudden, you're taking recruits away from Michigan, from Ohio State. You're getting the best transfers. Anyone who's unhappy at their school, oh, come play for me. I'm Urban Meyer. He's going to be able to convince them, especially when all those students see the brand new football facilities that Matt Ishbia just donated. Oh, those are almost finished. Yeah. It's not a bad place to take a coaching job when you ignore all the things that have happened in the past. Michigan State just had their worst game, their worst season, and their worst moment with what happened on the video board. We're not going to get into it, but (laughs) they're just down bad tremendously, and the only way to stop that bleeding is getting Urban Meyer in the building. Otherwise, you're going to get lost in the shuffle and be irrelevant in the Big Ten that now contains all these top 25 teams year in and year out, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, USC, Wisconsin, Iowa, all these schools consistently in the top 25. You are no longer one of them, and you can hire whatever coordinator you want from whatever part of the country you desire. You're getting lost in the shuffle unless you hire Urban Meyer. Simple as that. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. I mean, pretty much each week as the talks or at least the news around it has intensified. I've been anti bringing in Urban Meyer just because of what he brings and some of the baggage that he brings. And in an ideal scenario, and we're not in an ideal scenario, but in an ideal scenario, you bring in an up-and-coming offensive and defensive coordinator and you know from another school, and you build them from the ground up. You can't do that with how the Big Ten is going to be nope. resurfaced. And unfortunately, because I've thought about it, is there another guy like Urban Meyer in terms of, okay, he's going to nope. come in to a program and right away is going to make – maybe not 180 turn, but is going to make them respectable, right? At least from the jump may not, okay, be competing for uh, Big Ten championships, but at least respectable in the big games. He's the only cat in town. He's the only one who could do it, in my opinion, of what's out there, unless some guy from the NFL wants to come down. Like, it, it's the only realistic right. option you have, and, and unfortunately. You, and you can cry. And complain and say, well, Michigan State has this bad history and they can't hire someone with all this baggage. First of That's all, I, yeah. first of all, have fun being one of the worst teams in the Big Ten year in and year out in an 18-team conference and never sniffing the college football playoffs and now consists of 12 teams. And second of all, if you can't hire someone with that much baggage, don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself because we just went over this. You'd rather be rooting for Michigan. When your program is winning, it doesn't matter. None of that baggage matters. For kicks and giggles, let's just say uh, Urban Myers gets hired by Michigan State. You win 10 games. You win nine games. Hell, let's say that. That's a mass improvement from whatever's going on in East Lansing right now. No one's complaining about anything. No one's bringing up Urban Myers' past. No one's talking about that he kicked one of his Jacksonville Jaguars players. No one cares. You know why? Because you win football games. 
You know why Michigan fans are the happiest people on the planet, regardless of the fact that they're going through not one, but two different serious level two violations from the NCAA? Because they're winning football games. It's as simple as that. You win football games, you make money, your school is happy. You lose football games, and things spiral out of control very, very fast. Things have already gotten out of control at Michigan State. Only way to fix them. The only way is to hire Urban Meyer. And as someone who roots for Michigan, I hope you don't do it. Don't take my advice. Have fun finishing 18th in the Big Ten. What Simple f- as that. What a fun hole to bury yourself into. This is this is the Me? state of the college football. What did no, I do? I'm talking about Michigan, Michigan oh. State, not you. I mean, you know. I thought you were coming. I, we we you got Brad Tunney vibes yeah, from you, you for you a second. Yeah, you bury yourself in certain holes every day, but uh, you know. Pause. Yeah, that sounded a little weird. Pause. Uh, but I. I the Frick's Bar say, Sports Bar Text Line nine eight nine. You should let me finish the thought. So it doesn't come out like that, Go ahead. But, go ahead. You know, and I'll I'll make sure to get the text line too. No, it's just it's. It's, it's you're buried six feet under pretty much and it's not a great place to be where urban Meyer has to be your saving grace but it's the reality of the situation and yes you could text in 989-837-6125 and maybe in a more uh you know clear way tell ben why he's uh a little outlandish a little out there you heard the man you're listening to the payoff presented by the forward corporation the payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. We've been hammering into the Connor Stallions thing with uh, Michigan. We're about ready to wrap that conversation up. Go to the Lions. I want Deion Sanders to have the last word on this. Coach Prime. You could have someone's whole game plan. They could mail it to you. You still got to stop it. You still got to stop it. So in football, it's not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm, I'm, I got you. With, with football, I don't give a darn. If you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. Physically, you, it's a physical game. You got to stop it. So that, that's a little tough. I don't buy into a lot of that stuff that someone's stealing this, stealing that. Yeah, right. D, yeah, DM, uh, go play in the Big Ten then, buddy boy. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you'd be very upset. Different story if Colorado got slashed by Michigan. What you what you guys missed was John doing a Deion Sanders impression during the break. That was was <laughs> something Contra else. Contra Deion, you know. <laughs> he, you got you got to love him too in these press conferences. He's wearing the cowboy hat, sunglasses. Like he's just he's, prime. he's just something. That's else, the only man. way to describe he, him. He is he's entertainment. prime. But yeah, was, <laughs> he's he's prime. And they went into it. I cut it, you know, because they don't want to listen to him all day. But it was talking about his baseball career at the end and stuff like that. It was. He's something. He's something. But yeah, okay, Dion. You could go yeah, down a the first rabbit hole of highlights uh, of him on State, YouTube. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. It's a fun time. F- football highlights too, man. He's he's entertain. One thing well, with him, yeah. man, entertainment is. He was exciting to watch. He was exciting as a analyst in the broadcast world, and he's been uh, very fun to watch. And his games have been fun to watch uh, as a coach. Let's wrap up the college football talk at the Frick Sports Bar text line. Message from Mike. He says, has Urban Meyer gotten that desperate that the best job he has available to him (laughs) is Michigan State? Well, it's not like big-time programs have job openings every single year. Well, Ben, question for you now. Would you rather be the coach of Michigan State football or be an analyst on Big Noon Kickoff? That's good. (laughs) It depends how much stress I want in my life. There you go. No, but, like, like, that's a really good point. But at the same time, like, what other big-time programs are – Jobs opening up with brand new football facilities. I don't know. None. 
maybe that Jimbo Fisher gets fired and Texas A&M job opens up, but that's that's a big maybe. It's not like these these job opportunities are just out for Urban to take right now. Michigan State, let's let's just face it. Michigan State's a team that's made the college football playoffs. It's not like this is an historically awful program. It's just been a rough couple of years. And there you go. You have evidence of me saying nice things about Michigan wow. State. I'm going to clip that and go keep ahead it for the records. Yeah. I think I'll need that more than anybody else. Uh, let's move gears. Detroit Lions. I'm watching Monday Night Football yesterday, and something struck me. Jordan Addison, he looks like an all star hit. Obviously, Justin Jefferson's not even playing. He's going to come back and make this team better. Kirk Cousins might have figured something out in a contract year, playing real good football. Troy Aikman even said yesterday, top 10 in my book. And I started to think to myself, huh, you know, after the Lions got their butts kicked in by the Ravens on Sunday, Vikings beat the 49ers. Did we get a little bit too ahead of ourselves locking up the NFC North so early on in what is a marathon of a season, and I started to look at the schedules, and, you know, you guys know how I feel about the Lions schedule. It's the second easiest in all of football remaining. Vikings, not too far behind. Eighth easiest schedule. Okay. Well, the Lions don't play the Vikings until week 16. Well, here's the problem. They play week 16 and week 18. Two opportunities for the Vikings to go get the Lions. Now, come on now. The Lions are a much better team than the Vikings, right? Maybe, but I think the Vikings are getting better every week. That seems to be apparent because they started 0-3 and are 4-1 and since with their only loss being to Kansas City. Granted, outside of the 49ers, it was against the Bears and the Panthers, so not an extremely impressive set of wins, but they just beat the 49ers, who were two weeks ago the best team in the NFL, without their best player, Justin Jefferson. Now Jordan Addison looks like a star. They're going to get J.J. back eventually. He'll be back for both games against the Lions. Doesn't seem like they're going to trade Neil Hunter now that they're back in this thing. And then you take into consideration, Lions have had trouble with the Vikings. Really. They haven't swept them since 2016. It's eight years ago. So odds are, you might end up splitting. That's not, that's not the craziest thing to say. Lions have a hard time beating this team on the road. Just straight up, home and road, Lions are only 2-9. and nine. In the past 11 Mean, excuse me, they're 2-9 and nine in the past 11 meetings in Minnesota. That's not a good look. I'm not walking into that game thinking, oh, we're going to kick the crap out of the Vikings. I'd love to shut all those people up that, skull, skull. I hate it. But I can't walk, I can't walk into that game and say, we're going to beat the brakes off this team because they never do. 2-9 and nine in the past 11 meetings. I told you earlier this year, I did it off air. I wish I did it on air, but I told you, watch out for these Vikings. And you talked about the schedule. Let me know when you think they play a real quarterback, right? Who? The Vikings. Okay. Packers next week. No. Falcons on November 5th. No. Saints on November 12th, 1 o'clock game. Derek Carr is awful. Awful. Denver Broncos, uh, Sunday night football, unless it gets flexed, I guess, November 19th. Don't even know who the starter will be. (laughs) Wow, won't be Russ, huh? And then they Maybe. have the Bears on Monday Night Football wait, 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 before wait. they're by wait, on wait. the 27th of November. Restart and fly through those really fast because I'm pretty sure like all those teams might have a different quarterback by that time. <laughs> Packers, Falcons, No, they'll have Saints. Jordan Love. They should have Desmond Ritter, but Taylor Heineke is sitting there 
<laughs> waiting for his turn. Saints wouldn't be shocked if Derek Carr got benched, although they did just pay him, so probably not. Although he's awful. Who's the next one? Broncos. Please hit Russell Wilson. I'm so sick and tired of watching And then the him. Bears. Who, who knows if Justin Fields will be healthy by then. Yeah, and, and the th- three of those are road, so they, have to do, they do have to go to Lambeau. Um, and then obviously last day of the 2023 calendar year, they'll play Green Bay at home. But their bye week is week 13, first week of December. Vikings realistically could run the table right to that point. And they have like one outside of the Lions. They have like one real game left right against the Bengals. Yeah. Yes. And the Lions uh, facing the Lions, of course. I fear we run off the Vikings a bit too early. And it was rightfully so. An 0-3 start is almost impossible to come back from. Yep. But crazy things happen in this league. And it was the hardest part schedule. of their schedule. Right. An 18-week schedule is is something else. And Justin Jefferson gets hurt, and you have no idea how they're going to move the ball. It makes no sense to me how they beat the 49ers, besides the fact that Brock Purdy is the biggest fraud on the planet. Oh. Oh. Just wrote one rough game. Two rough games. Calling him a in fraud. A um, Rock but, and roll. But, yeah, like, quite, like crazy things happen all the time in the NFL. Every single week, something that – was thought to be impossible happens and the Vikings just being it doesn't look like they missed the beat without Justin Jefferson wasn't on my bingo card this year but Jordan Addison has stepped up and now I'm like if the Vikings can get some momentum going we might be going into week 15 week 16 with the Vikings just a couple games out and then you got to play them twice now a split would theoretically with the games with the lead they have a split would be fine but is that is the first game at home or is the first game on the road for the Lions? Give me a sec. Hold on. The first game. The week 17 is game. in Minnesota. Oh. Week 16 in Minnesota and then week 18 so, in Detroit. So imagine it's like a, a two a two game lead going into week 16 or a three game lead and they, they win that game. Then all of a sudden you're staring down the face of the Dallas Cowboys. If you're the Lions, who do the Vikings play week 17? Their second to the last Packers game. at home in Minnesota. Yes. And then you get and then and then there might be a, a a game on the line for week 18 in Ford Field, which I feel comfortable with, but man, there's something about those Vikings that the I mean, the the history backs it up. The Lions haven't beaten the Vikings in the course of a decade, like if you take into consideration every game they've played over the course of a decade. Last time the Lions won a decade was the 60s. They just don't beat this team consistently. It's rough. It's been rough. They tied in the 90s, and that's the best it's gotten since the 60s. That's crazy. They, they struggle against the Vikings. And granted, the Lions are, should be a lot better than the Vikings this year, but like I told you guys, Sunday scarred me. <laughs> I mean, I cannot, are you over it yet? No, I told you I will not get over this one. I will be <laughs> thinking about this come week 18, come week like uh, in the playoffs. Like That, that game rattled me. Uh, as it should to everyone. That was alarming. Red flags. Brad Combs probably should start picking up the phone call. And tomorrow, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you who they should call. Yeah. And who they should Doing go a little, make some calls what if, for. What if I were this guy? What if I were Brad Holmes? Who am I yeah, calling? I'll who am tell I Brad Holmes for? how to do his job better. That's that's what I'll do. What I'll be, I'm equipped to be an NFL GM. What I'll be captivated to see is that some of the names that Brad threw out yesterday, and if you did miss the payoff, you could find us on all the big podcast platforms. Just oh. simply search the payoff. But if any of those names that Brad threw out that you dismissed, you may be revisiting. Well, I bad. promise you, uh, Tavai won't, won't be a Detroit <laughs> Lion. Nor uh, – 
Come on. The, the Patriots just released Trey Flowers. Keep that guy far, as far away from Detroit as possible. Do not let him back in the Flowers building. Flowers may be blossoming no, in Detroit. No, don't let him back in the building. He I stole so much money from this organization, you don't get a second chance. John? Yeah. You're, uh, Red Wings, they play the Kraken tonight. They Red do. Wings are 5-1 and one on the season, best record in the league, top point scorer in the NHL, Alex Debrinkit, coming off a hat trick last weekend. What's the scouting report over on the Kraken? Well, we'll give you give you that, but do you like the Lark and the Cat? Because that's apparently what the, uh, the the tandem of Alex Debrinkit and Dylan Larkin are named, the Lark and the Cat. Do Not really, like that? No, I, no. I don't either. I got a different I, name I for Alex we got to come up Debrinkit. with something better, Detroit Media. I, I really do. I got oh. a different nickname for Alex Debrinkit, but I'm still waiting on confirmation whether or not I'm allowed to say it on the radio. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, uh, in terms of evaluating the Seattle Kraken team, it was a team last year that was in the postseason. This year, they do not look good. They're 1-4-1 and one through their first six games. Uh, Maddie Beneers, who you may see in some commercials, uh, got a, a, was the stud last year for them. He is one point through the first six games. Jordan Eberle has been uh, non-existent. So this is a Seattle team that just doesn't concern me if you're a Detroit Red Wing fan. Seattle's coming off what was a three-game home stand. They didn't take a single game. They begin a four-game road trip tonight in Detroit. It's uh should be a Red Wing six straight win. That's what I would Ooh. say. I, I mean, the, the, you can look at the odds, too. It's a heavy favorite. Detroit, one of the heaviest favorites in the NHL when every game, uh, every team is in action tonight across the National Hockey League. So I, I would say, you know, D- Detroit, I, you know, I, w- I wouldn't be too concerned with Seattle. Or last year, a team that, again, made the playoffs, won, uh, got through the first round. It is not worked for them today. They need Beneers. They need Eberle to step up, and they just have not gotten – any production from those two. We got game seven of the national league going on tonight between yeah. the Phillies and the diamondbacks in Philly, just electric. We've got the wings on looking for six straight and your favorite, John, mm. the NBA's back. Oh, can't just wait. So yes. happy. I know you're going to be sitting in no, front yeah. of your TV drooling over LeBron, no, especially like Ben, especially with, you know, Red Wings hockey on tonight, national league championship series, game seven. I definitely have to see what my boy LeBron's doing. The funny thing Curry, is the people have course. no idea you're joking. Of they course. think you're serious. No. Yeah. I, I definitely want. I definitely want to go see the NBA opening. You, you know why? You know what's good tonight about the NBA opening night? At least you know for game one that all the stars are going to play. Uh, that's actually game not two true. Bradley Beal's not playing. Like, oh, no, I don't know. That's not even true. Bradley Beal's not playing later today, and Draymond <laughs> Green's probably not playing either. Well, because so. of injury or because yes, of... Yes, because of injury. Oh, okay. well, well, Bradley Beal's, they're just like resting an injury, basically, yeah. like letting him get healthy for the Lakers. But that's a different problem if you can't tell I like the NBA. All right, everybody. Well, we'll find out tomorrow. Find out what? We preview a little Pistons who open their oh, season tomorrow. What a tease there from John Spaghetti so over there. The Pistons. We're going to get into them tomorrow. Uh, and that might be the last time we get into them the entire season because. That'd be nice. No, it wouldn't. It would be nice as <laughs> if they started winning games like the Red Wings and had this shocking start and we got to talk about them more and more and more. You All have right. to at least root for these teams, John. No, I. You live in again, Michigan now. I, I, I'll be rooting for them, but just to be talked about the least out of the major four. Sure. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the payoff uh, fueled by forward energy. See you guys.